0: Any second now, we will. Let's do this. The Cult of Hockey podcast by the faithful and for the faithful. I'm David Staples of the Edmonton Journal. And I'm here today with Bruce McCurdy. Welcome, Bruce. Hey, David. So, some news, Bruce. Hmm. Maybe not the kind we were hoping. We've been looking for some lots of transactions in the the NHL. Some player called Kevin Hayes that hardly anyone had ever heard of signed a seven-year, $7.1 million-a-year deal. Eric Carlson's back with the San Jose Sharks. I think he signed for a billion dollars a year, if I'm not mistaken. And Jesse Pugliarvi's agent says that Pugliarvi wants a trade out of Edmonton. So let's, uh, I'll get you the exact quote. <clears throat> this is by way of Tommy Seppala, a Finnish NHL correspondent for a Finnish publication. <clears throat> and he quotes Pugliarvi's agent, Marcus Leto. It doesn't make sense to go back where we were last season. It's not good for either side. Discussions about parting ways have been going on for weeks already. Yessi needs a fresh start, and it's nothing against the Oilers. So, Bruce, uh, what do you make of it? Is this the end of Jesse puglia in in
1: Edmonton? Nothing against the Oilers, eh? I'd be, I'd be shocked if they had nothing against the Oilers. If I was in the... Yes, to pull the RV camp, I think I would have something against the Oilers because the, the uh, way that that whole situation has been handled has not been good. Or is being I, diplomatic. I, I think the agent himself needs to look in a mirror too when it comes to that because some of the terms they negotiated originally about uh, minimum games played and so on, I don't think that served the interest of his client.
0: Yeah, the shocking thing is this whole thing. Like, one of the shocking things in this whole story is Pugliarvi's English. Like the fact that here's this kid, he knows he's coming to play in North America. It's got to be a probably a goal that he's harbored for some time, considering what a dominant player he was at early age groups. And he didn't, he, many people in Finland study English, and he didn't know English when he came here. And apparently mm-hmm. hadn't studied it. So that says something a little bit about Pugliarvi. But what um, when he came here, the Oilers didn't hire an English tutor, and perhaps that says something about the Oilers. Yep. It takes two to screw up this badly is what I'm going to suggest, Bruce. No, I, I think there's blame on, obviously, obviously there's blame on both sides. Pugliarvi's agent, Pugliarvi, the Oilers, you know, rushing him, not playing him, playing him all constantly with Milan Lucic um, is his most common line mate for the last year as a player who has, you know, Lucic struggles to make a play, and you're playing with Pugliarvi. You know, Pogliari's, you know, apparent, you know, inability to fit in on the team and find a role on the team, you know, combined with him flipping back and forth between Bakersfield and flipping all over the Oilers lineup.
1: Including the press box.
0: What Mm -hmm. a mess. What a bloody mess. And this, I don't know. I guess the question now, we've known it's a bloody mess and we've been talking about this for some time, but is is anything different now than it was before he said this? Or, I mean, what, what do you think?
1: Is there anything really different now? Yeah, well, my position, I think the last time we spoke, was that uh, uh, with the new sheriff in town and the GM and the coach's chair, that maybe that um, that would be enough of a change for Puliyarvi to feel like he was getting a different chance on a different organization without going anywhere. But when I hear some of these sort of rumblings underneath the surface about uh, – uh, player on the team, not wanting to play with him and of his, uh, um, inability to really structure his game in an NHL, um, uh, uh, to an NHL standard. Uh, and those rumors were rather persistent that, uh, the big stars on the Oilers were, were uh, reluctant to play with this player. So maybe that's why he decides he wants to get away from here and go to some other team where he can, uh, you know, just got a different, completely fresh start. New new coach, new manager, new teammates, new sweater, new everything. It
0: could be a trade of mercy, right? Like, mm-hmm. maybe it just really is best for, for Pugliarvi. And, I mean, this is obviously what his agent thinks. It's really best for him to move. But here's the problem. I mean, the owners invested, from their perspective, it's not the best to move Pugliarvi right now. I think the obvious move is to qualify him. He's an RFA, just qualify him. And um say, hey, you can we, we want you back, come play here. We're gonna try to make it go. And if you don't, you can go to Europe and see, see how that goes for a year. Up your value, get more value. So I don't it's not obvious to me that the right move for the Oilers is to right. trade pulley RV, even though it may or may not be the right move. Although as Ray Ferraro recently said on Jason Greger's show, the grass isn't always greener for a player. Right. Be careful what you wish for. Yep. Um, a deal may not work out. Mm-hmm. So I I don't think it's in Edmonton's interest to trade Poliarrvi um right now and I, and I I still see a player there um, a solid two-way hockey player NHL player who when he when he gets his game together so <clears throat> man, I've been holding out hope that would happen in Edmonton it seems it to me it does seem less likely though that that's going to be the case today like this coming out in this very public right. way right now yeah. it, 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 it's kind of discouraging and makes me think that. <laughs>
1: It is. Um, I mean, Holland's already made his pitch to the guy. And and if the attitude is still that hardcore and oh, we want to move, then I mean, I guess one alternative is that they could uh, do what they did with Nail Yakupov, hang on to him for an extra year and then trade him for Zach Puchero. You know, I mean, how long is too long for hanging on to these guys? And at what point But do you cut your losses? Paul Yarvey has
0: no more value now than Yakupov had when he was traded, does he? Does he have... Similar value, right? So it's, there's, maybe, it's a bit more. maybe a week. Okay, you could probably get a second round pick for Pulley
1: right now, right? I, you couldn't get a first, I don't think. I and think you could get a, a young player that's having trouble on some other team, and you could do the, you know, sort of the, the young troubled youngster version of Sam Gagne for uh, Ryan Spooner, you know, where you just swap problems and you hope that the change of scenery is what's needed. Or you
0: could go the Jonathan Druan route, which Tampa Bay did. And they essentially said, suck it up buttercup. And um, they said, you're st- you're playing here. And he did. And he greatly increased his trade value in the extra year that he spent there. Uh-huh. And he came back, had his best year, looked like a player for Tampa Bay in the end, they did trade him. Kyle uh, Sergachev. They got from a Mikhail real Kyle So I think that's the Oilers' play. Is it's 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 a version of suck it up, Buttercup, where you say, "Listen, you can play here for the Oilers, or you can play in Europe. Either way, go up your value, because, yeah. you know, and we will then move you. But um, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to come through. Now they can't send him to the AHL anymore, right? Because um, he'll be claimed on waivers, probably. for sure he would be and um so what you do is if he wants to go to europe and and have a year there maybe that's the best thing for him anyway you know maybe because you can't send him to the ahl maybe really is the best plan just to say hey listen buddy come on we'll 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 qualify you we still we we see your value if you have a good year in europe and you still don't want to be moved but you've upped your value then we'll then we'll trade you like if he if he suddenly became like in the he went to the KHL or the Finnish league and he, and he became one of the top scoring players. It's a different situation in terms of his trade value. So that's, that's what I think the Oilers. So they think their play is and um, mm-hmm. I really think their play is though, to try to convince him to come back and, and work with this player. Like there was a, there was a Neil Yakupov's first big trade request came in November, 2013, Bruce mm-hmm. Igor Laryanov made it clear that, that Yakupov wanted out then and, all thirty, te- he's open to go to any team. The orders didn't trade Yakupov. It took three, he was there essentially for three more years after that. So November, he first is having his big trouble with impatient Dallas Akins. Oh yeah, who benched him five games in? It was like a nightmare. It was ridiculous what happened with Yakupov and Akins.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but nonetheless, three years later, the owners it took him three years for the Oilers to move the guy,
1: And his went down in those three years. If they'd moved him in 2013, they would have got more than they got for him in 2016, in my opinion. If they had moved him right then, I mean, he was coming off a season when he had been the leading rookie
0: goal scorer in the NHL, yes. Yakupov. So yeah, if they had moved him right then, um, they would have got something for him. But um, maybe that would have been the best move. <coughs> With Arvey, that time's come and gone, though. I yes. think of moving him yes. for any kind of optimum value you're better off seeing if he can become a player for your team or if he can up his trade value and moving them then and um so so the mission mission one should be okay put a new new heads here tip it in Kent Holland see if they can do what the other people failed to do in terms of working with this player to acclimate Mm -hmm. to North America to fit in on the Oilers and to fit in on the ice because Mm -hmm. um, there is a there is an NHL player here it's just a matter of drawing it out of the kid and why can't that happen in Edmonton? Well, maybe he's got maybe there's just too much bad blood. I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
1: well, I do know that last year, Tom McClellan had him uh, uh, playing, and and he was productive at least for a while, and playing on a on a committed third line with Ryan Strome, and usually Lucic. I think that was a common line. Certainly Strome, and uh, much was made about Strome being a mentor for young Puliarvi and taking him under his wing a little bit. And then, uh, of course, this year in mid-November they decided it was in Yes's best interest to send him down to Bakersfield for a while, if not a long while. It sounded like it was going to be for a couple months, if not the end of the season. Then uh, all hell broke loose in Edmonton. And first of all, they traded Ryan Strom. Then they fired. Uh, Todd and then Ken Hitchcock came in and said, I'm going to take this young player and make him my own personal project. Let's bring him back up and get him in the lineup. We'll turn him into an NHL player. Well, great words, maybe an interesting uh, uh, approach, but we didn't really see much progress. He had a, He had a tough year. And I mean, from the poor kid's perspective, if you think of it—you got sent down, you get told now, you know, make yourself at home Bakersfield. They're going to be there for a while. Oops, you're back up in the NHL. Oh yeah, you got a new coach. Oh yeah, your best friend—he's gone. You know, like
0: I okay, know that, that was know. one time when Ken Hitchcock's Ken Hitchcock's immense self-confidence, which is usually probably a very good thing for a coach, yeah. um, didn't really serve the player well. They had a process. So they finally had him in the minors. He was getting yeah. a point a game. He had been there for four games. Maybe they just should have kept
1: them yeah, there. Right? Peter Shirelli's terrible trading that uh, had, you know, ripples and aftershocks elsewhere in the lineup besides, you know, well, hey, we had a good 3C, let's get rid of him. But also, you know, in terms of relationships and so on with other players, uh, it, uh, that trade was a freaking disaster. Okay, Bruce, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a yes
0: or no question. He always okay. dreaded yes or no question, Bruce. I don't
1: ask them. I'm a politician. I never say yes or no to anything. Fire away. It's a question we're asking readers on Twitter. Oh, okay. Should
0: the Oilers trade away Yassipiliy yes, Yarvi? Yes or no?
1: I'm going to say yes. All and right. It kind of breaks my heart because, you know, it's, he's an easy player to – like in in principle i mean he it was such a easy sort of affable seeming kid with the great smile and the long tongue and you know the pizza and all those kind of things but uh, uh if he's unhappy i don't see how that's going how that kind of drama is really going to help the team and, and is there a way to pull out of it and turn him around well maybe there is but uh 3 years later we're not seeing much sign of it and and last yeah. year was a disaster nine points for goodness sake in 46 games yeah First with a new finals.
0: new coach and new gm and he still wants out it's that that does mm-hmm. speak to you like logical inference then as well there's a, there's sure with the players issue with the other
1: players so you know what caught my eye David. and this was uh year before last and, and yes it was playing not too bad uh And remember, they went down to Vegas. It was uh, McDavid's 21st birthday. They played a game in Vegas, and then they got a week off. It was like the schedule maker had sort of touched Connor from above and said, we're going to have you celebrate your birthday right in Las Vegas, turn 21, and then we're going to give you a week off. And the team went to the four wins. They went to Hawaii. They went to uh, the Caribbean. And, yes, the pool Yarby went nowhere except home to Edmonton. And he spent the week off in January in Edmonton, Skating on outdoor rinks and, and playing pickup hockey with kids and winning a lot of friends that way. But at the time, I'm going, How in the hell does it happen that this young kid hasn't got a friend on the team that's going to say, Hey, yes, so you're coming with us and we're going to have a good time in Hawaii or whatever? And it just didn't happen. And it just at the time struck me as being very odd and not good. Yeah. So I don't know what the, what, the, and who do you put the blame on? Is it the leadership group? Is it the, the player himself. I mean, we talked about Nail Yakupov. He had some of those same issues of not really fitting in. He was a different person. and He wasn't a party animal, you know. And and there never really was much evidence of a bond between the hot shot, young, high draft choice, and the rest of the team. And again, the question is, well, is that on the team? Is it on the guys? Is it on the coaching staff? Is it some combination of circumstances? Yeah.
0: So Bruce, we've the I've had this Twitter poll up for like 30, uh, 40 minutes here. Already had almost nine hundred responses. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh. should the Oilers trade away Yasee V? Yes, forty-three percent. No, fifty-seven percent. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the no camp. I don't think it's in Edmonton's interest. Um, and I think no. they should should sit, tell him, okay, um, we're going to give it one more go with this new mm-hmm. coach. And or um, or uh, in Europe. And maybe you can have a combination of both where if it's not working on sure. Edmonton, then he can be loaned to Europe this year and then they'll trade him after that. So that will be my play with uh, that's what I'd be telling them right now. Uh, it's just it's it's crazy for us to, to make a move like that. There's mm-hmm. there's no upside for the organization. Um, we still believe in you as a player. We still think you can make it in Edmonton and we're going to give that a go. And uh, that's a painful thing, probably. But um, if there is some kind of rift or problem on the team, mm-hmm. but he's got to fit in on any on a team yeah. anyway. So, um.
1: well, maybe they don't still believe him in a, as a player. I mean, I could say that. No, I, I I voted uh, sort of conditional yes in that trade, and but if he got something back that's that's reasonably comparable, and as you say, this is at a low ebb, but there may be a fit with another. A young, talented player that hasn't quite clicked in another organization yet. So,
0: like Charlie McAvoy, like in Boston, that kind.
1: Yeah, of that thing. guy never clicked at all. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I'm more of Michael Dell Cole, or you know, a <laughs> high, <laughs> high, high draft pick. That here's one for you, Bruce
0: Oliualevi from
1: <laughs> Yeah, well,
0: from uh, Vancouver. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's actually, uh, I mean, other than maybe he plays the wrong position, but that kind of guy where he got high expectations, hasn't lived up to him, we'll switch our our, uh, imperfect fit for yours and see if it clicks a little better in a new place. Just Google, that's just the
0: last thing we'll do here before signing off, Mm -hmm. is we'll take a look at Oli Ualevi.
1: He was drafted fifth overall in 2016, Bruce. Sure was. (laughs) <laughs> he was the next draft pick after Yessi And the next pick after that was Matthew Kachuk.
0: And I had watched Uolevi in Major Junior that year. <laughs> I was not a fan.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so he went back to play in Finland. Uh, he I went back to junior you. for a year. He played in Finland for a year. And last year he was injured. Mm-hmm. And he played with the Utica Comets when he got um, 13 points in 18 games. But mm-hmm. he was minus 12. Wow. All right. You heard it here first. Levi for Puliyarvi.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That'll set the spell checkers alight.
0: <laughs> we finally figured out how to spell yesi Puliyarvi's name and to pronounce it correctly okay. 28 percent of the time, and we are we will now have to learn the whole thing, this whole rigmarole again with uh, Oli Ualevi. All right, thanks, Bruce. Thanks for talking.
1: Thanks for listening, everyone.